It's not the first time I've woken up and turned over to an empty pillow. He's been an insomniac ever since we first started seeing each other, and, apparently, all his life. On our second date, he told me he was a thinker, which at the time struck me as condescending, as if the rest of us spend most of the day staring blankly into the distance. I look up to check the time. Adam has one of those tacky clocks that projects onto the ceiling in bright blue neon. He always likes to know what the time is, even though I tell him that it doesn't help with his sleeplessness. It's 7.15am. I'm surprised I haven't been woken by Max yet. He sleeps quite well for a seven-year-old, but he's usually in here by now, asking for breakfast and grabbing the duvet off me. I get out of bed, put on a dressing gown and walk over to the window. It looks like it's been a rough night. It's still raining a bit, and I can see that it must have been heavy because the lawn looks flooded and the clothesline has been floored by the wind. On the news, they've been talking about Storm Jolene sweeping over from the southern states of America, and it certainly looks like she's had a little stopover at our house. I'm not sure there are many people called Jolene in Rickmansworth, or in all of Hertfordshire for that matter. I head across the hallway and into Max's room. He's still asleep, gently snoring. I kiss him on the forehead, and he stirs, but then settles, so I step out of the room and go downstairs. This house is so much bigger than we need, and it feels extravagant, but Adam calls it his forever home, and who am I to argue with that? I feel lonely sometimes, when Max is at school and Adam is locked up in his study at the end of the garden, tearing his hair out and being excruciatingly creative in his attempts to write his almost but never quite finished screenplay.